Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash my the butthole. If you love Reddit content, don't forget to hit that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and we're jumping straight in to today's stories. Now, I popped onto Reddit this morning. First post I saw was this one. It covers my love of nightmare neighbors, HOAs, and am I the asshole all at once? <laughs> this one's from Alternate Chaos 5150 who says, am I the asshole for putting up my Christmas lights early even though the HOA that I'm not a part of says it violates the rules and upsets the people in the HOA. I've had a previous experience with this group as I live in a neighborhood that has an HOA but I was there before the rest of the houses were built and before they formed this group. I'm not a member in any way and that has been verified by a real estate attorney. So anyway, apparently they have a rule over how many lights you can put up and what the earliest date you can put them up. The woman who I deal with the most when I upset them came by on the 30th of November and told me my lights were against the policy and I was not allowed to have as many lights up as I do. I told her that we've been over this before and I'm no way beholden to their policies and don't care. I told her out of respect to the people in the neighborhood. I did like that I wasn't going to go full Clark Griswold <laughs> on my house, but that my nieces and nephews loved light, so I would be putting up a fair amount. I also told her that I didn't care about their rules and the lights could only be on during certain hours and that once done putting them up on the 30th, I would likely turn them on and leave them on till Christmas. She told me that breaking the rules upset other members and that I should respect their rules, even if I don't follow them because I technically live in the neighborhood. She offered me a flyer which apparently had their rules for lights. I tossed it in the trash and told her to just get off my property. I probably could have entertained some of what she asked, but I've had enough of them. Now, we already know it's going to be a not the arsehole, surely. Whenever we cover HOA, Nightmare Neighbor stories, it always goes in this route, and it's usually not the arsehole. And I encourage you to go full Clark Griswold. <laughs> I love Christmas Vacation. I'm, I'm sure most of you have seen it, but if you haven't, watch it, please. It's the one film that me and my dad would watch every single year, and it just brings back so many good memories. So do yourself a favor. And simply put in this situation, you're not part of that HOA. So you would be doing them a favor if you was to do any of what they've asked. And I would say not entertain some of what they ask because if you take that step, surely it's just gonna encourage further rules to be implemented on you. Her turning up at your door every single time she wants to implement something new and just be done with that and say, no, absolutely not. Go full Clark Griswold, light up the whole street, and enjoy your Christmas the way you want to. But Funtime Chris 79 says, no, just no. Not the asshole. I'm so tired of unhappy people trying to ruin Christmas for others. Go Griswold, my dude. Advertise it. I guarantee you will bring way more cheer and happiness than you will upset people. Your neighbor's kids probably love the lights too. Brief horror replies that saying, tell them every time they complain, you'll put up another strand of lights. <laughs> Valkyrie Chip says, upset other HOA members. Sounds like it simply upsets her. 
I'd put up extra lights to spite the HOA. They sound like a bunch of Grinches, not the arsehole. Noah says, make sure you leave them up at least a week after their imposed deadline. Then leave just one strand up for several weeks after just to remind them you could keep those lights up all year if you wanted. Baz the Baptist says not the arsehole. You're not part of that system, so their rules don't apply to you. She's the arsehole for even trying it on. Unfair tonight says not the arsehole. As someone who reviews HOA bylaws and other pointless shit, I disdain HOAs in general. Personally, I would have taken it and lit it on fire and be like, you can get off my lawn now. And Matter replies with like a mini story within a story who says, oh, those bylaws, lol. I live in an HOA and one bylaw says that any construction above the fence line needs approval. When I had my pool installed, the HOA sent me an email asking me if I had indeed had a pool installed. I responded, how would you know unless you're looking over the fence line and into my property? They did not respond. I come to find out the neighbor behind me had reported the pool to the HOA. To combat the peeping neighbor, we installed a privacy screen that kind of went over the fence line but on my property. When it was completed, the HOA sent me another letter asking me why I put up the fence. I told them it's for my mental health when I do natural yoga and to protect the neighbors from seeing me in the downward dog position. HOA responded that it was not a good enough reason and the fence is damaging property values and they wanted it down ASAP. Lucky for me, I was refinancing and when the appraiser saw the privacy screen and the reason for it, he said the privacy screen adds about 0.25% value to the property, especially since you have the neighbors in the back. I had the appraiser type up the report and submitted it to the HOA. Once again, silence from then. <laughs> now, what do you guys make of our first story? As I said, I know it's going to be a not the arsehole from the very beginning, but I do love me an HOA slash neighbor's story. What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Free Finally, who says, am I the arsehole for telling my boss no to working weekends when my co-workers don't? I got hired for this salary job where they really hyped up the work-life balance and reasonable hours in the job interview. Like the way they never expect people to stay late or work on weekends or holidays. That turned out to be BS. My boss got my personal phone number off my resume from when I applied and after not long he was blowing up my phone on nights and weekends asking me to come to work. I'd always not answer, then when he'd ask on Monday why I wasn't answering my phone, I'd pull out my work phone like, sorry, are you sure you had the right number? I'm not seeing any missed calls. And he'd often say he called my own cell, so I'd say that I don't really use it much. I leave it at home a lot, and when I do check it, I've usually got like 40 missed calls and my voicemail is always full, so I probably miss stuff unless I'm expecting a call at a certain time. And that if he needs to reach me, he should try my work phone because I'm very careful to follow up on any call to that within one business day. He asked me how he could reach me outside of the 9 to 5 because he sees I leave my work phone on my desk at night and over the weekend. I said that honestly, I'm not glued to any phone on the weekend, so if he needs me to take a call on the weekend, could he make it a meeting request and put it on my calendar so I know to be available? Or if I know I won't be available to take a call, I can suggest an alternate time to call. He said that wasn't really going to work for him. More often, things come up last minute and when he calls people on the weekend, it wasn't planned. And that he's not calling for a teleconference meeting. He's calling asking people to come in. I said that on the weekends, I usually have commitments that were made one to three weeks out and I'm not often able to cancel a previous commitment with under a day's notice. So if he needs me on on a weekend, it'd be best if he could schedule that three weeks out so that I know not to make conflicting plans. He said that wasn't possible and I said okay. 
he could try and reach out and I'd answer the phone if I heard it ringing, but I wasn't always on the phone, so I might not catch it always. Anyway, I've gone back to ignoring his calls and my coworkers have gotten kind of frustrated with me, saying that coming in on weekends is part of the job and that I wasn't pulling my weight. I said I don't know what job they signed on for, but in my job interview, I was promised regular hours and took my pay based on regular hours, so I'm working regular hours. My coworkers got frustrated and said that if everyone did what I was doing, nothing would get done. I said maybe nothing would get done then. If it's coming at the cost of your not being home for dinner with a family, I don't really think my coworker sees it as an option to say no, so they're angry at me because I'm doing it and they're not comfortable doing it. Am I the asshole for not working evenings or weekends? Now, I had a fairly similar experience myself when I worked for a greetings card company a few years back now, and the place was just an awful place to work. It was one of those places if a certain job didn't get done, they expect you to work the overtime. And, you know, whilst most of the time, overtime was great, you know, doing 12 hours a day, getting racking in that overtime was absolutely fantastic at the time for me. It was expected as well. And they'd expect you to come in at the weekends and they'd call you and do all sorts of stuff, much like this place they're explaining right here. And after a while, I got fed up of the shitty attitude of the bosses there and the way they treated staff. And so, yeah, I didn't really care too much anyway. I was going to be leaving very soon anyway. And they phoned me one day with this this job that had gone wrong. It was packed wrong or something like that. It needed to be repacked because it needed to go to the company to be put on the shelves, basically. Birthday cards, all that sort of stuff. And this was on a Saturday and I was like, nope, I'm not coming in. And I was talking to my direct manager at the time and I could hear him talking to someone in the background and then suddenly the owner of the company got on the phone. Was on the phone like, what's your problem kind of thing? Why are you not coming in? Like, it's, it's totally expected. And that's the way he treated a lot of his staff. And apparently still does to this day, which is pretty sad. But from that moment, I was out of there. It was like a week after that, I was gone. The writing was pretty much on the wall for me anyway, if I hadn't gone because of my attitude. But hey, the OG Beef says, not the asshole, but I'd start looking for a new job. Crazy Trini says, not the asshole, but be prepared to be fired soon. Your coworkers and boss are going to be looking for any reason to get you in trouble. And if you're on probation, expect to be let go. I know it sucks, but that's the way these companies bootlickers work good on you for standing your ground and shame on the company for lying to you about the job black cat 0123 says not the asshole as you said you signed on for the salary and hours implied you owe nothing outside of that but look for another job you won't keep this one for long also good post for r slash anti work op replies that saying for what it's worth i feel like my team is so understaffed and overburdened that my boss is terrified anyone will leave for the next eight months when the big deliverable is due I took down some photos from my desk because they were of me and my now ex-boyfriend who had just dumped me. And my boss called me in the afternoon in a panic, asking if I was thinking of quitting because he saw me cleaning out my desk and that the team really couldn't lose any more before the deadline because we have so much experience and knowledge of the system that anyone new wouldn't have. I had to awkwardly explain that I wasn't preparing to quit. I'd just been dumped and didn't want to be seeing my ex's face every day. So that's where the photos went. Even more awkwardly, I am trying to quit. I just wasn't trying to imply that by taking down the photos. According Television 6 says not the arsehole, the only people being unfair are your co-workers who are being unfair to themselves. If they get frustrated, then they should stop working weekends. Hopefully they figure out and stick to it. 
If it's a genuine issue for the business, then they need to find a, a fair way of scheduling time on weekends and compensating people for that, not asking you to work last minute for no extra pay. And one more from firmly that guy who says not the asshole. Wasn't a stated requirement and your boss hasn't even formalized a schedule to adhere to. You don't have to be on call all weekend because something might come up unless it's specifically enumerated part of your job and comes with some form of compensation. Your coworkers are just upset that you had the guts to say no to a bad organization. Weekends and overtime should be utilized as catch-up time if needed. If an organization cannot survive without this time, then something needs to change in the organization. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Have you ever been in a working environment similar to this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Story. And our next story comes from Throwaway Driving, who says, Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that I don't like the gift she got me and asking for something else? My girlfriend, 22 female, and I, 26 male, have been together for almost four years and live together. She has a stable career and has bought herself a car and was taught to drive in high school. I was never taught to drive and it's not really necessary because I can Uber, take the bus, or my girlfriend can drive. She's offered before to teach me to drive, but I decline because I'm not really interested in learning because I don't plan on getting a car since they're a lot of money. So my birthday was yesterday and my girlfriend was really excited to give me my gift. It was private driving lessons, which admittedly cost us several hundred dollars. I was really offended because I don't want to learn to drive. She hyped up the gift like I'd love it, but honestly hate it. It seems more like it's for her because she wants me to learn to drive than it is for me. I got really upset and disappointed when I opened it and she kept pushing to ask why I didn't like it. I told her again that I don't care for driving and it seemed like a really impersonal gift because I don't even want a license or a car, so why would I want this? I felt like she doesn't even know me and she got really upset so I suggested she return the lessons and get me something I would like better. Now she's calling me an asshole and said the lessons are non-refundable and is really upset with me. I don't think I'm the asshole because I've told her before that I don't want to drive and I feel like she's trying to change me. So now she's being immature and won't drive me anywhere and tells me I can Uber if I want to go somewhere, even if it's somewhere she was going to go already. Like she went thrifting into the grocery store without me. We always go together and said if I really wanted to go that badly, I can Uber. It's not even like I ask her for rides ever. I just tag along if she's already going somewhere. I get Ubers to and from work and have a good job, so it's pointless for me to even get a car or license. 
When I told her that, she said she's tired of always being the driver and likes to be a passenger sometimes. But to me, it sounds like she gave me a gift that she wants. Because if she hates being the driver so much, I suggested that I could get lessons for her birthday, not mine. And that upset her even more. She said that isn't a gift for her and she'd be upset if I got myself driving lessons for her birthday. I told her basically, see, so you'd be upset if you got something that you think is for me for your birthday. And she said yes. So even though I explained to her there's a double standard, she's still insisting that I'm the arsehole. Now I come into this one, was it an everyone sucks here? Was it a you're the arsehole, you know? Because it does sound like the gift was for the girlfriend. But at the same time, I was kind of like, well, I think girlfriend's throwing you a, a cheeky hint here. Well, it's blatantly obvious, isn't it really? That you need to start pulling your weight a little bit and driving a bit because it sounds like she's getting fed up of it. You say that you Uber all the time, but you also say that she drives you places and you call her immature when she doesn't take you, where she's clearly trying to prove a point. She got to this point now where she's actually trying to prove a point that you do need to drive and you say you're not really interested in learning and you because you don't plan on getting a car because there are a lot of money but girlfriend didn't even state that she said like she's just tired of driving so she's just asking you to get the license by the sounds of it so you can drive maybe even her car just so she can be a passenger once in a while and maybe you can contribute equally seeing as you're in some sort of partnership at the moment And to me, that's kind of what it boils down to in the end is like an equal share of what you're doing. You know, you say that you you could get an Uber or whatever, but are you doing that or are you just relying on your girlfriend to go from A to B when you need it? So I will say uh, you're the arsehole in this one. But Sugarloaf78 says you're the arsehole. Read between the lines, dude. She's tired of driving you around everywhere. It's one thing to be unable to drive. It's a whole other thing to just refuse to drive. What's going to happen if there's an emergency? Easy Hedgehog says everyone sucks here. My parents nearly broke up over my dad's refusal to learn to drive. It puts so much pressure on my mum, who's completely reliant on her in ways he just didn't appreciate. She always had to be dedicated driver. She was always had to pay for gas because he was just the passenger. He got to nap on long car rides and she never got a break. He thought it was a great situation and it was for him. She, however, felt taken advantage of and like a chauffeur. Maybe it wasn't the best birthday gift for you, but maybe you need to take responsibility for yourself and at least learn how to drive. You don't have to buy a car or change your lifestyle, but it is an important skill. Stop hitting thyself says, I was going to say everyone sucks here, but was struck by this point and quotes, because I'm not really interested in learning because I don't plan on getting a car since they're a lot of money. Then goes on to say, if you've always thought that driving and cars are too expensive, I can see how she thought paying for a massive chunk of that initial expense would be a generous gift. It makes sense that she thought helping with expenses would motivate you. So a close you're the asshole. She's not the immature one. You expected to be driven places makes you the immature one by today's standards. Equal Ty says you're the asshole. Sorry, you might not like the gift, but read the room. She clearly is trying to tell you something for whatever reason you don't want to hear. Beckdog19 says everyone sucks here. Her for getting the bad gift, you for being so willfully oblivious as to how much of a burden this is. Sure, you may not be asking for rides all the time, but you are actively losing money by Ubering every time she's not available. Not to mention, she's clearly annoyed with always having to drive. Take the hint and recognize that this is an issue for her, and it's likely one that will be a deal breaker down the line. I know I sure wouldn't commit to someone who refused to learn just because. 
And one more from Shadow Fox who says you're the asshole. Just because you have a license doesn't mean you have to own a car. She is clearly telling you that your unwillingness to drive isn't something she's going to live with much longer. And no, she doesn't need to drive your lazy butt anywhere. She is tired of being your personal driver. She isn't the immature one here. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Say you was a dedicated driver and you wanted your partner to learn, but they said no, they don't want that. What would you say to that? How would you feel about that? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And this story is from No355356 who says, am I the asshole for refusing to apologize to my husband in writing after I canceled all his family invitations to a Christmas celebration at our house? So to give some context, I, female 32, have been married to my husband, male 39, for four years. I work a full-time job while he does a three times a week night shift. We have a two-year-old and I'm six months pregnant. This whole drama started days ago. My husband has a large family and on every Christmas, they'd gather at his father's house. My father-in-law passed away a year ago and this year, my husband decided as the man of the family to host Christmas at our house. Unbeknownst to me, he sent out invitations for a five-day Christmas celebration to his entire family, which are about 26 members in total. I found out about by accident and I was too shocked to react. I confronted him on it and he said I shouldn't be surprised and just get used to it because after his father's death, he's now the family's head and all major family events will be held in our house and in his presence. I freaked out and said, no, this is wrong and he should have talked to me first before sending out any invitations to his family, knowing I have other commitments like work and taking care of the house and our son. He said, we'll manage if I took time off work, but that means more workload later and it's a take away from my maternity leave. I demanded he cancel the invitations, but he refused saying over my dead body, then walked out. I ended up sending a mass text to everyone who received an invitation explaining that we will not be hosting Christmas this year. He found out and went off on me calling my behavior outrageously appalling and said that I broke his word to his family and made him look small and with no authority. I, in a very strict tone, replied that I didn't sign up to host a celebration and accommodate 26 people while pregnant, taking care of a toddler and working. I don't care if he became the head of the family after his father's death because it means nothing to me. He took offense to that and walked out almost crying. He later talked about how I disrespected his father and him with what I said and demanded a handwritten apology for canceling the event and for being insensitive towards him and undermining his authority in front of his family. But I said no apology from me in any form and the issue is still up, especially with my mother-in-law giving me a stern talk about how out of line I was for disrespecting my husband's decisions regarding the holiday celebration with family. ETA, to put this out there, he planned on sitting and telling stories of his dad while I handle everything and his family believe that as guests it's rude to ask them to help. 26 people for five days? What, you live in a mansion? <laughs> what the hell? And like you said, with yourself already being pregnant, looking after a toddler, dealing with work at the same time, whilst he was planning to be storyteller and you're doing all the work in the background. Hell no. And mother-in-law can pound sand as well possibly kick a rock too 
I was honestly expecting to mention mother-in-law and, and be on your side and say, whoa, this is way too much for a pregnant woman to be dealing with right now. Again, 26 people. Hell no, not the arsehole. And to be asking for a written apology as well. Cheeky so-and-so. But good comparison says not the arsehole. Is he delusional? A written apology? What are you, his servant? Jesus Christ, that's repulsive. Amusing mistress says, dearest husband, I'm sorry that you do not consider me a partner and that you have operated under the misguided notion that I'm a baby maker and child raiser, that you can also task to organize, cater, and run complex and large-scale family events without consultation or consideration. I apologize for allowing an environment to exist that led you to believe that making such a big decision without discussing it with me and your resulting behavior and callous disregard for your pregnant wife could exist. Rest assured that this will not continue. All the best and happy holidays. Your wife is going to have a nap while you cook us all dinner. Not the arsehole. And I know this isn't the point, but imagine shopping for 26 people as well. And the cost of it. Ooh, for a week. Electronic Amphibian 7 says, unless your husband was planning on doing all the cooking, hosting, entertaining, and taking care of the kids, not the arsehole. I would seriously probably leave my husband if he spoke to me like this or acted this way. You're the one doing everything. If anything, you're the man of the family now. You work, take care of the kids, run the house. You're the one who has the authority, not him. And he comes from a family who thinks the same stupid stuff. I also probably would have carried on as life as usual and let him deal with the fallout of having to cook and entertain. As he gave you no notice and you have a job and a life. I'd show up home every day like a guest, lol. Seriously, this man and his family are raising your children with the same mentality. Consider whether you want your kids to be like them. If you want to continue to endure this wild behavior, you can walk away and leave him to it. And one more from Claire Swin, who says, leave him for the love of God. Do you want to raise your kids for this man? Have them see him disrespect you like this. A written apology for fuck's sake. You're not his bloody staff. Not the asshole. not the asshole. Not the arsehole. A triple not the arsehole to end this one. But how would you deal with this situation? A handwritten apology, the cheeky so-and-so. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. As always, a huge thank you. And if you've made it this far, you haven't hit that like button yet, please consider doing so. Really helps out. Let me know what you're up to today whilst you're listening. As I always say, it's one of my favorite things to hear what you're up to. I still find it crazy. And I know I'm not trying to sound big headed or anything, but my voice is in lots of different places. I find it absolutely amazing. Mind blowing stuff. Someone was telling me that they listen to the podcast while they're flying. I was like, what the hell? Lots of people telling me that you're listening whilst doing homework, whilst driving, whilst doing chores, all that good stuff. Once you do your Christmas shopping, oh, absolutely amazing. I love to hear it. Thank you so much. And it's absolutely amazing what you do for me, getting involved with the channel. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 